ahogan harán que se dispare tu carrera profesional. Llama e infórmate sin compromiso. No te arrepentirás. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show. We're into our final half hour. The final half hour. Can you believe it? Time, Early. time Early. flies when you're having fun, we say. Pasa volando. Time flies. And uh, we've been talking about, uh, well, a lot of things today. And another thing that's we can get into it a little bit later in our history section. But today is the anniversary of the first McDonald's restaurant launching in Russia. In Russia, Tino. Tino keeps track of this. Tino is a big... Do you like McDonald's, Tino? He said not so much. How do you feel about McDonald's? I love it, but I know I shouldn't eat it very often. You see, I feel the same way. I have a... I have a special relationship with McDonald's where I do, I do enjoy it. I like it, but it's not good for you. No, it's not good for you, but we do have some facts. How about that, Tino? There's a section we haven't done in a while. Do we have that jingle? We have a section called, and that's a fact. And that's a fact. Okay, we have some interesting facts. You may call them hard-to-believe facts about McDonald's. Now, this may be, um, you know, these facts may be from a few years ago. I don't know it definitively, so don't don't hold me to it. But apparently, a new McDonald's opens every 14 and a half hours somewhere in the world. I mean, I could believe it. That's... Less than one a day. You know, I could believe that. That's what, about 500 restaurants a year? I could believe that. Yeah, five, six hundred. That's a little, that's a little scary. Yeah. Apparently the Caesar salad at McDonald's is more fattening than the simple hamburger. Now this is, the argument is because of this, the, uh, dressing. So you think, oh, just have a salad and then you're, you're getting that delicious though right dressing and then and then it's very fattening caesar salads i haven't seen a lot of them in spain not so much but i do like a caesar salad spain um in spain they seem to love their uh olive oil and vinaigrettes yes and they do it well they they do Mm mm-hmm more people that eat at mcdonald's each day than the entire population of the uk well, okay, what's the population of the UK? I'm guessing. Uh, 150 million, maybe? 100 no, million? no, it's under 100 million. Is it? Yeah, okay. 70, the, 80 million? Okay, okay. Okay. So, do you believe that stat? No, I gotta check. I gotta check the population. 
67. Tino says, we have our team of researchers here working live. A team of 12 researchers, and they work 24 hours a day checking facts. You should give them a break. <laughs> Their names are Google and, uh, <laughs> Google and chat GPT. No. 67 million? Yep. And apparently over 68 million people eat at McDonald's every day. Fascinating. What a business. They are also the world's largest toy distributor because of the Happy Meal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of toys. They sell the cheap little toy and the Happy Meal. My niece loves it. Mm-hmm. They, they have incredible marketing. Young kids love, love it. People our age love it. And old people in my hometown in Canada, I go in and there's, it's full of old people. They go, they have coffee, they read the newspaper, they socialize. They've managed to somehow simultaneously be popular among every age group. Well, their food is ready before you even order it. Yeah. And it's not expensive and it's delicious. And if you don't look at the ingredients or the calories, it's bliss. It is. It is. Well said. Apparently the McDonald's arch, I don't want to, we're in a very Catholic, uh, well, a lot of Catholic listeners here, but the McDonald's arch is more recognizable than the Holy Cross. <laughs> do you believe it? I do, because uh, Christianity and Catholicism aren't as prevalent in many parts of the world, which are full of McDonald's. True. That's right. The Queen of England, now this is an old, the Queen of England is no longer with us, but apparently owned a McDonald's. Right next to Windsor Castle. Okay. So was that part of the crown jewels that got passed to the current king? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they have to eat the McRoyal. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently McDonald's makes over $75 million per day. I can believe that. Yeah. Have you ever seen the... There's a great documentary on uh, Netflix... Well, movie... It's, you know, based on real events, the founder. Have you seen that? It's about the McDonald, the McDonald's story. Yeah, yeah. Not for with not um, recently. Who is it? Kevin. Michael Keaton. No, Michael. Yes, yes. And you come to realize the real business model of McDonald's is a real estate That's company, right. right? So they they're renting, they're renting or leasing to these franchisees, and they're charging more than the market value. They're charging crazy amounts of rent. But if you want to have a McDonald's, you have to pay their rent, whatever they charge you. So they're gaining huge amounts of rent money, and it's evidently profitable enough that the franchisees want to ha want to be in the relationship. They're making enough money that it's profitable for them too. So they keep paying these rents, and the corporation is collecting rent, and they're selling ingredients at you know official through the official supply chain with their their margins added in and. You have to pay for the official sauce to come in and the official everything to come in. And they're making money on all angles. Mm -hmm. What a business. Um, apparently, Bill Gates gets food for free at McDonald's. Not that he needs it. He's wealthy enough to pay for his own. But apparently, he has some deal where he gets he has a McDonald's gold card, which gives him free fast food. I wonder how you... How you get that? Yeah, maybe um, 
McDonald's corporate uses Microsoft and they have a deal. Maybe. Maybe. Now there was a ru- there's a long rumor in my family. Apparently my grandfather, my grandfather liked McDonald's and he knew someone that worked at McDonald's that apparently gave him a coffee card and he could always get a free coffee and had his name on it. I don't know. I don't know. You know, this was that was in the 80s. Hmm. Um the first menu item ever was a hot dog. So they were selling hot dogs before they pivoted into um into burgers. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. What a business though. I notice a lot of really good hamburger restaurants around Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in Canada, we don't really have a lot of hamburger restaurants, like upscale hamburger restaurants. And I think the reason is because everybody in Canada has a yard and a barbecue. They have their own grill. But here, where people live in apartments in Madrid, it's hard to to cook a hamburger over an open flame, which is really where the flavor comes from. That's a great, great, great point. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of it that way. And you have different chains here. I've noticed, like in Spain, there's McDonald's and Burger King. And of course, in Canada, we have Burger King, but not, I was discussing this with my brother recently. These are the sorts of things we talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how there's not very, you know, Burger King is not that common in Canada. No. Right? I mean, I think in Nova Scotia, I'm sure there's one or two in Hal. Yeah, there are a few in Halifax. And there's one in actually Lunenburg, which we talked about. Believe it or not, they have a Burger King. But it's not a common, not nearly as common. Whereas in Madrid, I would say it's 50-50 with McDonald's almost. Would you say, Tino, 50-50? The number of McDonald's that you see and Burger King, right? Burger King's very common here. We have Wendy's, yes, which is more common in Canada. And the really common one now that I like, it's become much more common, A&W. A&W, yeah. Which has, in my opinion, great burgers. I like their burgers. Mm-hmm. Although, I went to the, we were talking about costs of food. At Christmas, I went to, I went through Toronto, Pearson Airport. I had a few hours to kill. I went to Wendy's. In the airport. In the airport. $18 for a burger and fries and a drink. Yeah. 18 Canadians. Canadian, so that's about Canadian 13 dollars. euros. Yeah, yeah. But that's a lot, right? For fast food. Well, I don't know what, although I don't know what McDonald's costs now. In it's Canada. more in the airport. Yeah. 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 True. But, but A&W is a bit pre, it's a bit, it's, it's a step up, I feel. Yeah. It's a, it's a better burger. It's a good burger. So if you go to Canada, I recommend, and I think Seth will agree, to try A&W burgers. They're good. They're mm-hmm. tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not paying for this show, although they could if they... I welcome sponsorship, but they're not... <laughs> they could send a gift. Yeah. What have we got here, Tino? A uh, hamburger song. <laughs> Is this from a... What's that from, Tino? Is that from a, a commercial or something? Some commercial, possibly American. And Wendy's, Wendy's as well. People have told me that there used to be Wendy's in Madrid. I, I've never seen it. I don't, I don't think it exists anymore, but like 20 years ago, apparently there was Wendy's here. Yeah, in Canada, we have more Wendy's than Burger King, and it too is a little bit better burger. I think so. Yeah, I feel, closer to A&W. I feel, I feel that way as well. Yeah. Well, we have a challenge here, uh, Seth, that, that people... 
it's tough for people, but what it is, I don't know if we did this last time or not. We call it the interrogative challenge. Did we do this? I don't remember. I don't think we did. Uh, well, I'll explain it to you as we get started with today's interrogative challenge. Interrogative challenge. Okay, so this one takes a little getting used to. What I'm going to do is give you an answer, and you ask me the question that corresponds. So if I say, his name is Bob, you'll say, what's his name? You don't have to invent, what's the name of the guy? You don't have to invent anything. It should be, really, there should only be one concise question that is specifically answered. So I will stress the information requested. So So if I say, I go there twice a week, you'll say, how often do you go there? Right. Okay. Number one. And again, we'll give the the folks at home a few seconds to form the question. Number one. McDonald's was founded in 1940. In what year was McDonald's founded? Sure. In or what, yeah. Or how old is McDonald's? How old is McDonald's? Or when was it founded? Yeah. Number two. The logo is known as. The Golden Arches. What's their logo called? Yeah, what's their logo called? What's their logo known as or called? Very good. The logo was introduced in 1953. When did they make that logo? When did they make it? Or it, it, to use the same verb, introduced? When was that logo introduced? Introduced, yes. It was first used... In Phoenix. Where was it first used? Yeah, where was it first used? Very good. McDonald's serves over 69 million customers a day. How many customers does McDonald's serve? Nice, nice, yeah. That's a lot. There are almost 38,000 franchises. How many franchises are there? How many franchises are there? The Big Mac was introduced in 1967. When did they introduce the Big Mac? Yes. The Big Mac was introduced in Pittsburgh. Where did they introduce the Big Mac? Very good. Very good. The Big Mac. The Big Mac. Uh... Good job. Well done. Thank you. Forming those questions. And for the folks at home, if you can follow along with that, then you're doing well. But yeah, the Big Mac was introduced. Um, now Ray Kroc, who's the guy in that film, you learn about Ray Kroc, the guy who really expanded the idea, the idea of franchising and grew the company. They were operating along with a guy named Jim Deligatti. Uh, who was an early franchisee of Ray Kroc, um, who was operating several restaurants in the Pittsburgh area. And it was invented in the kitchen of his McDonald's franchise, his first franchise. The Big Mac had two previous names, apparently, which failed in the marketplace. They thought about the aristocrat, which customers found difficult to pronounce, and the Blue Ribbon Burger. Interesting. The third name was the Big Mac, which was created by 
Esther Glickstein Rose, a 21-year-old advertising secretary who worked at McDonald's corporate headquarters. I like the Blue Ribbon Burger. That's a good name, right? And they could have put a little blue ribbon on it. Yeah, it's like it won a prize. Yeah. Yeah. Missed opportunity. The Blue Ribbon Burger. That would have been good. The Big Mac proved popular, and it was added to the menu in all U.S. restaurants in the late 60s. I'm going to guess, I think 1969. Has two all-beef patties. Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Mm. Mm. Now, what do you go for when you go to McDonald's? Do you have the Big Mac or do you go for something else? I I usually go for a chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. McChicken or a spicy chicken. But I don't order too much because my kids don't finish their food and I end up eating their french fries or their chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, you know, they're still young kids. You're batting cleanup. And I want to make a baseball reference. Right. <laughs> and I like to save room for dessert. Yeah, they do have good desserts there. The Sundays are good, the hot apple pie. McFlurry. McFlurry, yes. Tino, do you like the McFlurry? Not so much? Are you an I I've never seen Tino eating ice cream. Do you like ice cream? It's strange. You see, you don't fun fact about Tino. The man does not like ice cream. Very strange. <laughs> See, we're learning new things all the time. We've done this show together for over 10 years, and I'm still learning things like he doesn't like ice cream. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> anyway, um, we have, well, speaking, uh, we, we could do history, but now instead of history, why don't we take a look at an adjective? This is an interesting as we grow to expand our vocabulary a little bit. Let's look at today's awesome adjective. Awesome adjectives. This is a good one. You can help me with this. Bustling. What does that mean? Bustling. Well, it's busy. It's lively. There's lots of people. Yeah. Would you say Madrid is a bustling city? Definitely. It's a bustling city. You're walking around. There's people. There are people everywhere. There's stuff going on. Things are happening. Spilling out of the bars at six o'clock. Yeah. In the afternoon. And you can hear music. And people are chatting, and the streets are full of people walking around. <laughs> yep. It's bustling. Bustling. It's almost exclusively used with cities, right? Cities, maybe a shopping mall. Yeah. Or a big store. Yeah. So it means full of people who are busy doing their thing, going about their day. My hometown in Nova Scotia is not bustling. It's quiet. Yeah. Atocha Station is bustling. bustling. Bustling, especially at rush hour. Right right now, a lot of places are bustling with people coming home from work or coming home from wherever. Mm-hmm. In the morning, bustling. B-U-S-T-L-I-N-G. Bustling. Yeah. Well, maybe we can help. We have a couple questions from listeners. There's There's an expression, hustle and bustle. Ooh, nice. I like it. I like it. Hustle and bustle. So this is like, now to hustle is like to move somewhere quickly. Did you know that one, Tino? Hustle. Ir con prisa. Right? To hustle. It's almost like rushing around. 
Usually because you're late for something. Yeah, oh, come on, yeah, hustling. So hustle and bustle. It's like people are moving quickly and it's packed and it's busy and there's a lot going on, like a marketplace. Yeah. Hustle and bustle. All right. Why don't we take a couple questions from listeners while we can? Uh, we have today's by request. By request. Inglés a la carta. Es a la carta. We have people, some listeners who have written in. You can write in. Uh, on Instagram or on Twitter, I'm Kyle Miller. You can also write in on my Facebook group, English with Kyle. And Marta says, Kyle, could you please explain the difference between enclose and attach? I've done this one before, but it's an interesting one because in Spanish, it's the same verb, adjuntar. Mm. Enclose and attach. So I I often tell people, and you can add to this, but I often tell people attach is like fixing, like pegando, sticking. You could attach something to a wall. It could be inside or outside. There's a poster attached to the wall. Whereas enclosed is like something is sealed inside. A lot of people say, well, attach with an email. And that's true. But if you think of the physical example, you're enclosing it. You're like encerrando in the enclosing it in the or sorry sorry attached excuse me would be like sticking a, a maybe a, a document like a word document or a picture stuck to the email and traveling with it right whereas if you had information enclosed in the body of the email maybe you don't even have to open an attachment because it's visual it's already there right does that sound like a fair explanation yeah what comes to mind for me is if you want to send someone a photo if you do it by email you attach it. Mm-hmm. But if you do it by post, yeah, you enclose it in the envelope so yeah. it doesn't fall out. So you'd, you'd say enclosed was the photo. Exactly. Yes. That's right. You could have, I could have a box. Imagine I have a box of pens and I'm shipping them or I'm just storing them in the office even. And I may, maybe I put a sticker on the outside and I say enclosed in the box there are kind of an odd thing to write, but you could. There are 50 pens. The pens are enclosed and the sticker is attached. Mm. But that's a good question from Marta. Yeah, and I would say to break an attachment, you have to pull it apart. Yeah. To break something, to to get something that's been enclosed, you have to open open exactly. something up. Open the attachment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's now that's getting confusing. Getting, yeah, open the attachment. We say, well, we do say that on the, yeah, but el, el que está junto. So you, you detach it and then you open it That's separately. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, why don't we take a look at the responses on Twitter so we don't run out of time and get in trouble? I said, uh, I said earlier in the show, uh, procura dormir bien esta noche. And we have, People writing in, make sure, Fran says, make sure you sleep well at night. Try to sleep, Jaime says, try to sleep tight tonight. Try to sleep well tonight, says Anna. Yeah, try to sleep well tonight, says Bo. I think that's procura, is like to try to. So yeah, try to sleep well tonight. I think those are good. We have a lot of smart listeners here who are 
getting this. So, correct. Well done. Now, our riddle. I don't know if you saw the answer or if you have a thought on this. We said, if you have two coins which total 35 cents, one of the coins is not a dime. What are the two coins? So what is it? Well, I know the answer to this one. Okay. Let's see if they got it. Uh, uh, Born Tournament says, eh. oh, he typed it out as well. A quarter and a dime. One is not a dime, but the other one is. Exactly. So it's a bit of a trick, right? So if you said neither of them are a dime, then, okay, then it wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. But one of them is a dime. So Fran says 25 plus 10 cents makes 35, a quarter and a dime. That's true. One isn't a dime. What about the other coin? So it's a quarter and a dime. That was Nelson. What about the other one? Yeah, so he's reasoning it out. Well done. All right, so we have some smart listeners who figured it out. Yeah. And Born to Iron Man shared, I'm loving it. That was a great slogan. Grammatically interesting. I am loving it. Normally we don't use that grammatically that way, but we can. I'm loving it. Yes. And we're almost out of time. We only have a minute left, unfortunately. But I want to thank you for coming today. It's been fun as always. Yes, great time. Thank you. And you're welcome anytime. I know your days are numbered, but you're welcome anytime. Or even a phone. Maybe we could do a phone connection from Toronto to get a Toronto update someday. Oh, sure. That'd be Happy kind of fun, it. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be loving that. He'd be loving it. All right. <laughs> Bringing it all together. Thank you for coming again. It's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks to our listeners as well for joining us today and Tino. And stay tuned. We have Chris Frank coming up with Frankly Speaking right after this. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. ¿Quieres hablar inglés con fluidez y confianza? Únete a Baugan Groups. Nuestras clases son 100% orales y notarás que tu inglés mejora día a día. Nuestros profesores corregirán cada uno de tus errores hasta asegurarse de que controlas cada uno de los temas. Entre septiembre y junio podrás empezar las clases cuando tú quieras. Baugan Groups, donde hacemos que hablar inglés por fin sea una realidad. ¿Estás pensando en apuntar a tus hijos a clases de inglés? Seguro que cuando se lo dices piensan ¡Madre mía, clases! ¡Qué rollo! Que no, que en el Club Junior de Baugan vas a aprender inglés sin darte cuenta ¿Y por qué? Porque el método Baugan es siempre un reto dinámico y divertido Venga, llámanos en compromiso al 91133-5832 A ver, a ver, a ver, ¿lo puedes decir en inglés? 9... 9, muy bien